0: So the Max and Woncast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know
1: they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do.
0: Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise, but what I like about it. I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to
1: anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. He was fighting out of his weight class
0: too. Debo got to be like two seventy five. <laughs> My man's Debo was like, what? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Butterbean. <laughs> My man was the Butterbean. original. <laughs> Red was like Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> hey, come on, that's what I'm talking about. This man Red should have been dead. I mean, but Nate was kind of fighting out of his weight class too. Like Jake Paul Loki looked bigger than him.
1: Oh well, I mean, that's really hard. Nate's like five six. <laughs> Hello everybody. Welcome back to the Max and Juan Cast. I'm Max. Joining me is your boy Juan, back for week two, game two, whatever you want to call it. Let's do a games so that way we can keep track and we'll go up to like game 1000, okay?,
0: <laughs> I got you.
1: Before we get into the serious stuff, I had a little quick hypothetical, and we're going to be talking about which knockout was worse. Nate Robinson on Saturday or Red from Friday.
0: I'm taking my boy Nate. You're tripping,
1: dude. Debo
0: was worse. <laughs> Look, man, the way Nate got knocked out, my man literally got slumped. Like he literally got slumped. At <laughs> least Red Red got up and at least like about what? 10 seconds.
1: He definitely was down for longer than
0: 10 seconds. It would have been a knockout in a real fight. <laughs> I mean, air time, I give it to Red, but impact of the punch though just spit like the way his legs were <laughs> like you know you know you know what i'm talking about how they show the replay you just see all the spit come out that's how my man's nate was like it was bad it was a tough look for my guy as max likes to say oh, it was
1: extremely
0: tough look for my
1: guy nate krypton well let me make my case for debo right or red there's nothing worse than watching somebody walk into a wood chipper. Red knew what was going to happen, bro, and he went for it anyway. This man got lifted up off his feet, looked like Air Jordan, got knocked out. And worst of all, bro, he almost got his dad knocked out. I, what's worse, bro?
0: Come on. like you know, You know Debo. Look, just for the sake of the argument, I'm not going to say that Red was fake because it is a movie, but... If that was real life, I'm not gonna lie. I think I'll give it to Red, just because. I mean, the man went what at least a good four feet in the air. He was fighting out of his weight class too. Debo got to be like <laughs> two seventy five. My man's Debo was like what? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Butterbean. <laughs> My
1: man was the Butterbean. original.
0: Red was like Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's what I'm talking about. This
1: man, Red should have been dead.
0: I mean, but Nate was kind of fighting out of his weight class, too. Like, Jake Paul low-key looked bigger than him. Well, I mean, that's really hard. Nate's like 5'6". <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, shout out to Nate. He got knocked out. It's going to be a tough week for my guy. That's all I'm going to say.
1: They're probably killing him in all the group chats they got.
0: Oh, my goodness. The internet was killing him, man. Hey, oh, my goodness. I never seen so many funny memes in my life.
1: I want to see Jake Paul fight James Johnson next NBA player. He can bring back the pride to the NBA. No,
0: forget an NBA player. I want to see that man box an actual boxer. I want to see like since he's in the ring, he's out there. He's training. He's taking it serious. I want to see him at least fight an amateur boxer. And I want to see what he does.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. He didn't look horrible. Like he actually looked like he knew how to box. Nate looked Yeah. like he didn't know how to do anything important. <laughs> Nothing. He had no. his hands up. He
0: looked like a fool. He hey, like, shout, I shout out to ring. Snoop though, bro. Did you did you hear how good Snoop was on the commentary? Yeah, he was like he was like, "Nate, put your hands up, Nate." <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. It was a classic, classic.
1: But all right, let's get into some serious stuff. We're going to start with some NFL this week, obviously. And the first game, we're going to talk about the Bucks versus the Chiefs. We got the GOAT, Tom Brady versus the new GOAT, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, for those of you that didn't watch the game, Kansas City does what Kansas City does. You know how usually they get a feel for the game, and then they, like, explode one for, like, 25 points? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, that happened in the first quarter. And I don't know if you knew this, but this is a hot take. Tyreek Hill's really fast.
0: Oh, I just found that out. Are you? Are you— Are you being serious right
1: now? It's a heart attack, dude. I don't know if Bruce Arian knows or Todd Bowles, but you cannot put Carlton Davis, who I think is a good corner, but he's not fast. Don't put him on an island.
0: I mean, for Christ's sake, like, at least put a safety back there for my mans.
1: It wasn't even after the first one, though. That's what was shocking to me. I'm like, okay, one time, I get it. You think you can handle it? Okay. But twice?
0: I mean, what do you have? 200-plus yards in the first quarter?
1: Or in one quarter, should I say? He backflipped into the end zone. That's so disrespectful. I would have to fight him on site.
0: That's some Deshaun Jackson type stuff right there.
1: Except you didn't fumble the
0: ball at the one just for, you know, giggles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I mean, does this confirm that the Chiefs are the best team in the league right now? Absolutely. And I don't think we talked about
1: this the last podcast, but just... Andy Reid winning the big game, it just seems like it relaxed him. So now he can go to the playbook. He doesn't have to worry about people giving him crap for not winning one. Him and Mahomes look so relaxed out there, and it's scary, man.
0: Yeah, Mahomes is Mahomes is amazing. He continues to amaze me every week. It's, it's under pressure. It's throwing to the left, throwing to the right, off his back foot. Guy in his face. It's not going to matter. They had a little dry spell in the second half. They're amazing. They're they're the best team in the league, even though they have one loss. Like we said last, last time on the podcast, Steelers are not the best team in the league. And what I feel is the way that the rules are in today's NFL, yes, don't get me wrong, you want to have a great defense. And the Steelers do indeed have a great defense. But how the rules are with the way you can play receivers – I feel like it's just not enough. Sometimes you have to have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and make these ridiculous plays off your back foot, throwing to the left throwing to the right. Like I said, and it's just too much for teams and they're just really hard to beat. Even if they have a great defense that's playing them,
1: it would kind of be a fun exercise just to make a perfect defense to stop them. You know, without going overboard, you know, you don't get like 11 all pros, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, the Buccaneers have the recipe to beat them. They have a good defensive line. That's the that's the best recipe to beat any quarterback. So
1: that dry spell you were talking about, do you think that had more to do with Tampa's defense or the Chiefs letting the foot
0: off the gas? I think it's typical Andy Reid. It's letting the foot off the gas. It's not showing your cards. It's it's typical chiefs the chiefs have have these have these quarters or have these halves where they just explode and whether that's the first quarter second quarter third quarter or fourth quarter they do it when they when they have to and i don't i don't see much as far as throwing up the panic throwing up the panic sign and saying hey they went on this dry spell like the Bucks found something. No, I don't. I I don't feel like that at all. The Chiefs are the best team in the league until another team proves me otherwise.
1: Is there anything the offense can do better in your mind? Honestly, the only thing I can think of is try to get the running game a little bit better. But honestly, the O line—you look at it—it's not outstanding names, but they pass protect pretty well.
0: And that's the thing with the Chiefs. They they like to throw the running backs, they like to throw screens, and that's kind of their run game in a sense. That's them running the ball.
1: They got Tyreek and Miko Hardman, two of the fastest guys in the NFL. And would you say two of the deadliest guys with the ball in their hands?
0: Yeah, and you can even throw in Sammy Watkins. I I'm not the biggest Sammy Watkins fan, but he's pretty good with the ball in his hands. When did you think?
1: He's okay. I wouldn't say he's on the tier of the other guys. Obviously, I don't think you're saying that either. I'm just saying, like, even when they do the jet sweeps and stuff, like that's part of their run game, and it's scary. You see the whole defense freak out when Tyreek Hill comes in motion.
0: That's something you have to play for. Every team, you have to play for it. Just him simply moving to the other side of the field is everyone has to be alert. Everyone has to be on their feet, and the defense has to shift. You have to, you have to react
1: if there was a wide receiver draft, would you take Tyreek number one?
0: No. I wouldn't. I would... He would definitely be in the top three, but I wouldn't take him one. No.
1: I think there's a case to be made for him going number one. I agree with you. I don't know if it's one, but just the fear factor with him is greater than anyone else because I think DeAndre Hopkins is probably better than him, but I think Tyreek's... Tyreek strikes fear in the hearts of his enemies more than DeAndre.
0: Most definitely. In a way, in a way, you can still game plan against them pretty good with uh, you've seen Tyreek Hill get get locked down at times. There's times where he doesn't really show up. And I'm not necessarily saying like big games, he showed up in big games, but there's been games where, you know, he's no he's nowhere really to be found. But he still makes an impact. He's still still stretching out the defense. And like I just said earlier, just by him motioning, he's going to affect the game. He's affecting the run game. He's affecting everything.
1: Yeah, you're right. And honestly, I don't really have much more to say about the Chiefs. I just think it's crazy how Tyreek Hill's number two in receiving and Travis Kelsey's number three. If those two guys finish second and third, has that ever happened? We might have to look that up.
0: Mm, Yeah, I don't think so. There, a lot of people want to say wide receiver duo. I mean, just bottom line, just duo in general on an offense. It's it's pretty amazing with a tight end and a wide receiver like that. And like you said, they still have they still have weapons. They still have Mikael Hardman. They have Sammy Watkins. Me and uh, me and Max are not the the biggest Sammy Watkins fans, but when he's the third best receiver on your team or second, that's still amazing.
1: Oh, absolutely! And their fourth receiver,
0: Demarcus Robinson, I like him a lot, honestly. Yeah, they got receivers everywhere. I mean, part of it, part of it is Patrick Mahomes. We do acknowledge that. P- part of it is Patrick Mahomes. The Terry Kill's a freak, man. He is a freak. It's it's crazy. Like those are video game stats, man. It's insane.
1: There's no one like him, honestly, and that's part of There's no one like Mahomes. There's no one like Tyreek Hill, and there's very few people like Travis Kelsey. And that's what makes this team so special. But moving on to the other side of the ball, or not other
0: side of the ball, other side of the game, what did you think of the Bucks? I mean, what is going on with Tom Brady? What is going on? I, yeah, he had 300-plus yards passing, but – I feel like he's not driving the ball down the field. I feel like he has all these weapons and you kind of don't know who to throw it to. Mike Evans is obviously hurt. The play calling is dull at times. They can't get their run game going weekly. It's it's a problem. To me, what I really kind of came to realize, it was kind of a passing of the torch kind of game. I really do feel like that. I feel like it was a passing to the torch on who's going to run this league. And it's not going to be Brady no more. It's obvious. It's it's Patrick Mahomes. And with Brady having these problems and him being old as he is, it's, it's concerning. It's very concerning.
1: Absolutely. Honestly, two things stick out to me with the Bucs. For all their talent, their short passing game is not good enough. And they shouldn't be asking Tom Brady to make all these difficult throws He's not a young guy anymore. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He can't really buy time for himself. Let him dink and dunk and be surgical like he normally is. That's what makes me mad about Tampa. I don't mind Tampa at all, but I want to see a better short pass game. And like you said, get the run game going. They got a sledgehammer in Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones is pretty good. And sometimes they are hesitant to run the ball. Against the Saints, they ran it, what, four times? That's never going to be enough.
0: Yeah, part of the reason why they were down very early in that game. But I completely agree. I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and they do need to run the ball. They need to run the ball a lot better. They have two great running running backs. I wouldn't say great. They have two really good, solid running backs. They have Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. that's, That's plenty. That should be plenty to be a really good running team. And the reality of it, I mean, you mentioned Bruce Arians. It takes it takes a long time to uh, not a long time, but a little while to get used to his offense. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that have came out and said that his system kind of takes a while to to get a grasp of. Um, Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, and you've seen what happened to Jameis Winston last year. Once you feel like Tom Brady has a grasp of it, they have a week like this where you think, oh, like back to square one. And that's a problem. Because right now, Tom Brady doesn't have time. That's what he doesn't have. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to learn the offense and come back next year. No, it's this year. It's all or nothing. It's obvious. They they went all in this year. They got Antonio Brown. They picked up Rob Gronkowski. They got what he wanted. And it's his job to get a hold of this offense.
1: I 100% agree with you. And I'm not just agreeing with you because you're my friend or anything. It's just the truth. I would say Bruce Arian's offense is one of feasting or fa- like famine. And we've seen that with multiple quarterbacks like Jameis last year. At times it was feast and sometimes it was, oh, my God, what is this? It's terrible. And part of that's on Jameis, of course. But I've never loved Bruce Arian's offense. I People say it's quarterback friendly, but it's not completely, I would say. It's kind of like a misnomer. Yeah, you get the good stats. It makes you look good. But it's not easy.
0: Yeah, it's not. And like I said, two, two big quarterbacks that stand out is really Jameis Winston and Carson Palmer. Because I, stu- I-, I still believe that Jameis Winston has talent. And Carson Palmer did struggle that first year. And as he got a hold of the offense, it's amazing. When it works, it works. I, I like Bruce Ari- Arians as a coach. I like his demeanor. I like the way he leads. And I like his offense. But he doesn't have time right now. He doesn't have time. And I may be sounding really negative. I... I-, I- I, I may sound like I'm a I'm a downer on the Bucks. The only reason why I'm gonna say this is because of one simple reason. It's because they're in the NFC, and the NFC NFC right now, excuse me, doesn't have any real big contenders. The biggest dog that they have is Green Bay, I and mean, Green Bay is I. Green Bay's up and down for me. It seems like every time they play a really good team, they kind of get exposed. And as far as the Saints, yeah, they're mismatched with the Saints. But it's going to be extremely hard for the Saints to beat them three times, don't you think?
1: Well, history tells us that. Beating a team three times is no easy feat, and I can't remember the last time I seen that happen. It's obviously happened, but it's not a common thing. First of all, playing a team three times is common, and those teams know each other. And if they played again, I'd probably pick the Bucks, honestly. Just, I mean, if they improve, right now it would be kind of a stretch. But I still believe in the Bucks. And Tony Romo was saying during the game, I think the best is ahead for the Bucks." Because like you said, there was no offseason. They're not running on time. They're running out of time, excuse me. But I think the further this gets, I think we're going to start to see signs of improvement. I could be 100% wrong, but that's just what I believe.
0: Yeah, it's off of the simple fact there's really no one in the NFC right now. Yeah, the Seahawks are scary, but they're... <laughs> It looks like they're losing running backs every week. And there's really no home field advantage this year. So that takes out the equation of going to Seattle. It's not that big of a deal going to Seattle. It's not that big of a deal going to Green Bay. So with that said, they still have Tom Brady. Tom Brady's still going to get through the NFC, I feel like. And they'll be fine. Let's not hit the panic button. They're still going to make the playoffs. But they have to get it together. If they want to play in the Super Bowl against a team like the Chiefs or the Steelers, it's going to be tough. And those kind of teams, I don't think they're going to be able to beat them.
1: Instead of hitting the panic button, I would say, what's the panic meter after them? I'd say it's about 40%
0: right now. I'll say a little higher, 50. I'll say about 50.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not as bad as other teams. It's not, you know, we need to win this week. But I think they just need to start showing signs of improving. and Sometimes they've showed them, and like you said, they've take a step. Every time they take a step forward, they take a step back. And I kind of want to just see. Let me get four steps forward.
0: Yeah, I, they had they had a cornerback. I mean, they, Jamil Dean didn't play in that game. He's a big part of their defense, so I mean, that didn't help them out. But they can play a lot better, and we all know that the Chiefs are the number one team in the NFL, and it's gonna be tough. But. They'll be fine as far as the NFC goes. As far as playing the NFC teams, there's really nobody. There's no team out there that that scares me of beating them, and I think they know that too.
1: I agree. I feel like any NFC contender, it's like a pick 'em. It's not really a, oh wow, this team's so much favored, you know. And we're gonna transition from talking about two of the best teams in football to two of the worst teams, definitely the worst division. Uh, This is the first of the Thanksgiving games. I think we're going to talk about this one first. You want to talk about this one first, the Cowboys versus Football Team? Yeah, let's hit on it, man. So, let me paint you guys a picture. It's fourth and ten, fourth and whatever. And instead of keeping our offense onto the field to try to go for it when you're down in the game, we're going to call a punt, but it's a fake, and we're going to do a double reverse. It takes about ten seconds to develop, and we're going to get tackled for no gain. Have you ever? Seen this picture, one or thought about this picture?
0: Did you mention that they're in their own territory? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, You're on, like, your 25-yard line, 30-yard line.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Well, it happened, and it was a calamity. It was a joke. And before we get into the game and how we're feeling about the teams, was it worse than the Colts' infamous fake punt? I want to say no.
0: No, just probably just off of the impact of the game. This wasn't as big as a game as that one was, but it was still bad. Very bad. And I would argue a worse play call because there wasn't no miscommunication on this one. That was the main problem with the Colts fake punt was miscommunication. This one was just being idiotic. It was straight up bad coaching, which brings me to my first biggest concern with the Cowboys. And I think everyone else. And the question that everyone should be asking is, should should they have hired Mike McCarthy? Absolutely not. My man
1: is used to getting massages on Thursday instead of going to practice, and he should have stayed getting massages on Thursday. This team is too talented to be this poorly coached. I know they lost Dak. But they look like crap with Dak. They still look like crap, and they've just been coached so poorly. That play call, that fake punt was literally the microchasm of their season. It's been bad coaching from day one. I hated the hire when it happened. And they should fire him at the end of the year. I I don't think there's any way he keeps his job. What do you think, Juan? I don't think it's one of those situations where, oh, we lost our quarterback.
0: I agree. The biggest difference right now is Dak is not there to bail him out. I think that 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 obviously shows Dak has been belling them out when they do get down. But. I'm not a fan of Mike McCarthy, and I would agree with you, like I just said, they shouldn't have hired Mike McCarthy. But I look at the other side of it, and at one point. Where does where does the coaching stop being an excuse and you start looking at the players what is it is it going to be the coaches every year it's garrett every year it's rod marinelli it's mike nolan i mean at some point when are we going to look at these players that they got and the attitudes that they have because that's the reality of it a lot of these guys on the cowboys they have they have really bad attitudes and a lot of them really do think they're the shit and some of them don't play like it at times for example, I mean, just naming off a couple of guys, you got Demarcus Lawrence. Is he playing up to his contract? No. Jalen Smith had an amazing year last year, just got paid. Is he playing up to his contract? No. A guy like Chadobia Awuzie, a guy that they're counting on that they drafted pretty high in the second round. Is he playing good? No. And then the biggest, the biggest one of all, Ezekiel Elliott. How's he playing? Is he playing like a pro bowler? Is he playing like the guy who got drafted fourth overall? No. So at what point are we going to start pointing at these players and stop making an excuse that it's always the coaching? Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, the coaching does does come into it. But for me, it's it's more of looking at the players. And a lot of the players that they have are not playing up to par at all. Not one bit.
1: I would throw in with those guys you named. I would throw in Amari Cooper. And I know Dash has been out. And I want to bring this back to something you said during the draft. We didn't even have a podcast back then. But when they took CeeDee Lamb, the first thing you said was, I think he's a hell of a player, but I don't understand. What's the identity of this football team? Are we going to be a team that airs it out 40 times a game? Are we going to be a team that grounds and pounds with Ezekiel Elliott and let our defense, you know, control it? And I think there's an identity crisis on this team along with, like you said, players not living up to their contracts. And I agree with every player you name. They're not living up to it. Uh, Jalen Smith, I still think he's good. I don't think they should cut him after this year. I feel like he's just been put in a bad situation with the defense. But this team's terrible. And there's blame on both sides. So I agree with you on that. There's blame on both sides.
0: And I'm just going to say this before anyone else... Gets on us for not mentioning this. Yeah, they do have injuries. They don't have Tyron Smith. They don't have a lot of guys on their offensive line. We understand that. But when you're getting beat by a team like Washington, who do they have? Who's on their line? Who's their running back? I mean, for Christ's sake, they have a guy who hasn't played in two and a half years at quarterback, who was a third string guy to start the season playing what's their excuse and the fact that you guys went out there and played like that on Thanksgiving on your home turf two years in a row not to mention because they got their ass kicked last year by the Buffalo Bills and that was a really good team but we all know Washington's not that good of a team yeah they're young they have a good defensive line but they're not that good the Cowboys are way better than them top to bottom Would you say the Cowboys
1: definitely made a mistake of hiring Mike McCarthy over Ron Rivera? Yes, definitely. Ron Rivera is clearly the better coach. I think he's done a hell of a job. Both these teams, I hate them with the passion because they're in my division. I love Terry McLaurin. He's a monster. Another receiver the Eagles missed on. But like you said, who's Washington really have? I think they're a good young team. But I would say Cowboys have more talent top to bottom. Antonio Gibson, I know he had a huge game, but I don't look at him as some elite running back. You know, I don't really look at anyone on their offense besides Terry McLaurin as potentially being elite one day. Would you agree with
0: that? Yeah, definitely. No, Terry McLaurin is very, very impressive. He has has elite fast feet. He can beat press. He tracks the ball very well. He kind of reminds me of Stephon Diggs, to be honest. A young Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs grew into a very great elite receiver. But when he first came in the league, he was kind of like Terry, to be honest. Just a guy who who's good with the ball in his hands. He's, he can beat press. He's a, he's a good route runner. He can track the ball very well. He reminds me a little bit of Stephon Diggs. I would say
1: Stephon's probably better with the ball in his hands because he's a little smaller than Terry. But Terry's probably a little bit better at contested catches than him. But I see what you're talking about. They're both fast, pretty. They're both fast and quick. Some guys are fast, like DK Metcalf's fast. I wouldn't call him quick, but both these, these guys are both quick and fast, which is, there's a difference. There is a difference.
0: Yeah. And going back on the Ron Rivera, like you were talking about, I mean, Ron, Ron Rivera, he's just not going to take no BS. And I feel like a lot of the Cowboys players are just a lot of BS, man. A lot of excuses. It's always excuses with these guys. And I just feel like Mike McCarthy is, he's one of those coaches who he'll take the excuses. You know, he's going to treat Ezekiel Elliott like he's a superstar, but damn it, he's not playing like it. Get your out, get your ass out there and go practice. And go show up for Thanksgiving against the Washington football team. Bottom line. I mean, what do you do with this guy? What, what I was thinking right away, I mean, what do you do? You're, you're going to trade him? You're going to cut him? What are you gonna do? I mean, he's playing just as good as Leonard Fournette was for the Jags. Leonard Leonard Fournette winded up getting cut. The I was Jags just didn't get that. anything for him. I was just thinking that we hadn't talked
1: about who reminded us of. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Leonard Fournette had a hell of a year last year. I would say he showed improvement as a pass catcher, and they cut him. I get he's a little bit of a problem child, but I wouldn't say Zeke's so Zeke's any better as like in the in the yeah, locker room Zeke or off ain't the, ain't the field. No angel. Exactly. <laughs> So what's Zeke Elliott's value? I think he has value, but teams don't want to play like this anymore. Teams don't want to sledgehammer you 50 times a game. And I don't think Zeke has it anymore.
0: He's lost a step. Yeah, he's lost. He doesn't make guys miss no more. I don't even think he's the best running back on his team. I truly don't feel like that. It's it's just mine. it, it, It messes with my mind because the Cowboys should be a run first team. It should be about Zeke. Because Dak Prescott is not that type of quarterback. Yeah, he throws for a lot of yards. It's more because they're down in every game. But they should be a run first team. They spent a fourth a fourth overall pick on this guy. They paid him before Dak. They paid him before Amari Cooper. He should be the guy you build around. You're paying this running back this money. Build around him. Be a run first team. Bottom line. I would
1: say when Zeke first entered the league, he was a powerful back, but I wouldn't say he was Derrick Henry he was going to just run over you. He was the type of guy, he was shifty, he'd make a guy
0: miss, and then he'd like destroy like a, like a safety or someone, yeah, right? Yeah, he doesn't make guys miss no more. That's, that's one thing I look at for running backs. If you're not making guys miss, you're not valuable. You're not, you're not good, you're not elite. Because there's a lot of decent running backs out there who don't make guys miss and they're just guys on teams. They're just guys who get the ball. Like Antonio Gibson. Yeah, he'll have a couple of good plays, but consistently he doesn't make guys miss. The guys I who agree. get paid make guys miss. Dalvin Cook leads the league and miss tackles. That's an elite back. All the elite backs have one thing in common. They make guys miss one way or another. Or they have a lot of yards after contact like Derrick Henry. And if you don't have those two things, you should not be getting paid like Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Honestly, the only way I can really see this is cutting him. Because I don't think a team would trade for him. No one wanted to trade for no.
0: Leonard Fournette. I mean, what are they going to get? You're better off keeping him at that point.
1: Maybe restructure the contract? Save some money? He's I mean, they have that. to pay Dak, right?
0: Yeah, they they have to pay Dak.
1: Speaking of Dak, what do you think Dak's record would be with this team? I think they're 3-7 and seven right now. They are 3-7 and seven right now. Excuse me. Would they be like? four
0: and six, maybe five and five with Dak. Maybe 500. It doesn't correct their defense. Their defense is still getting beat. Like when Dak was healthy.
1: And honestly, can we say one of their wins was a fluke in Atlanta?
0: Definite fluke. Definite fluke. Was it?
1: uh, They, well, maybe not a fluke knowing that it's Atlanta, but you know, overall it's a fluke, you know,
0: yeah, Atlanta deserved to win that game, bottom line.
1: They outplayed them the whole game, and the last four minutes, Atlanta just did what Atlanta does, collapse. Sorry, Atlanta fans. We're not even going to talk about
0: you this podcast because it's a sore <laughs> spot for someone on the podcast. Oh, man. Sorry. Going back on the on football team, uh, is this team going to make the playoffs?
1: I think they're definitely the best team in their division. I think they have the best path to get there because the Eagles are trash. That's my Eagles. Uh the Cowboys are trash too. It's between the Giants and I almost said it, the football team. <laughs> I almost said
0: the other name. Uh I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they are good. I don't have them beating anyone if they do make the playoffs. They need to find a quarterback, they need to find some more weapons if they want to compete for for years to come. One thing that's that's great about them and why they're in these games and why they're winning a lot of these games is their talented defensive line with Chase Young and Montez Sweat and Jonathan Allen and they're they're monsters. Teron Payne, Teron Payne, Kerrigan I mean, here and there. Yeah, the, the the names go on. They're 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 stacked. They're very stacked. They have a decent secondary their their linebackers aren't too bad. They have something to grow on. They have something to grow on with that defense. Their defensive line is is very impressive. So right now, I know you haven't really thought about it, but
1: who who are you leaning towards taking for this division? We both agreed. <laughs> Whoever wins this division, it's just wow, it's a crapshoot.
0: Yeah, like I said, I I think maybe the Eagles if they get it together, we we just finished watching We're Yeah. Not. We just finished not. watching the game on Monday night. They just lost against the, the Seahawks. It's probably not going to happen. But if they do get it together, that'll be the one team that I feel like would actually beat someone in the NFC. Other than that, who I feel like is going to win the division? It's either going to be the Giants or the or the Redskins. And the Giants don't have a too bad of a defensive line. Also, I'm Their sorry. There's no team in the decent.
1: NFL by that name. <laughs>
0: What is that? What football team? Yeah, football. You said the. You said the old name. <laughs> but it it comes down to the Giants and and Washington. It comes down to them. I I think those two teams are going to win this division. None of them are going to beat anyone. They're probably going to wind up playing who? Tampa Bay, probably. To be honest, is that going to be Tampa a-
1: Bay? <laughs> It's going to be the crappy, like, divisional wild card game or whatever. Yeah, it's it's going to be the Saturday
0: game on ESPN that no one watches. uh, (laughs) The NFL (laughs) loves giving. (laughs) NFL loves giving ESPN crappy games. Like here, ESPN, just take this one. I'm surprised it's not going to be Texans-Bengals like it is almost every year.
1: Yeah, Texans are always, like, in the ESPN game, I feel like. And they need to bring back Booger if it's a crappy game.
0: (laughs) Hey, the the announcers for Monday Night Football with Theo Reddick and I'm, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. Lewis Reddick. Lewis Reddick, sorry, I said Theo Reddick. And um Greasy. Uh, I can't even say. Brian first name. Greasy and I Brian... forgot I forgot the actual comp, like the, the head of Oh anchor. Steve Le- Steve Levy. Yeah, for me it's uh, Yeah, he's Sports not center. bad. They, they don't bother me. They they're not terrible like Witten and and Booger. Even though I missed the Booger the 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 booger, the booger uh, crane, yeah, the, <laughs> the booger, booger crane, <laughs> <laughs> out here blogging the view for fans. I mean, it doesn't reach that level. Anything is better than that. But ESPN, it's it's doable this year. I, I like Lewis Riddick. I like his take on the game. He's a former player. He stays he stays updated with the game. He he understands the game. Brian Greasy's cool. They're not too bad. I've I've seen worse.
1: They're about as like vanilla or mediocre they're not good they're not great but they don't really offend it no one has a problem with them you know exactly
0: yeah
1: uh greasy was defending carson Wednesday, today so he has a special place in my heart he was talking about how bad <laughs> our old line was and no one wants to talk about but uh <laughs> okay we're gonna move on from these two crap teams i want to say okay let me take that back football team's not crap Let's move on from one crap team to another. The Lions versus the Texans. This is the last Thanksgiving game we're going to talk about. Because one of them was canceled, which we're going to go into about NFL and COVID. Can't wait for that. But I guess the bottom line of this
0: game was Lions suck. They can't take care of the ball. And what did you think about the game? I mean, the game, the game itself, it screamed out Deshaun Watson to me. on how he's still elite. And... How Much the Lions suck. First, the Lions just suck, man. They it's we're gonna get into it. Let's you know what, matter of fact, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Lions and yeah, let's end on a high note. Let's end on a high note. Yeah, talk we got to end because well, I want to save that. Deshaun Watson for last. I want to save Deshaun Watson for last. So let's talk about the Lions. They did fire their coach, Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia, and their GM, Bob Quinn.
1: And their GM. I, I think Bob they're Quinn. both deservedly get fired. As yeah. soon as he got fired, current players, former players were so hyped for it, and that just screams,
0: "Geez, that's horrible." That's a bad. That's a tough look for your team. Yeah, most definitely. The first thing I I can think of when when I saw that is they can't get it together. They continue to make bad decisions. They shouldn't have hired this. Matt Patricia in the first place. They should have kept Jim Caldwell. They continue to waste Matt Stafford's career and talent and prime over this. And they need to get somebody that's quarterback friendly for the next for the next coach. And they need to get a GM that knows what they're doing and build around Stafford the right way, because it's ridiculous. The the Lions, the Lions as an organization has been bad. And I know a bad organization when I see it. I'm a Raider fan. My whole life. I know I know trash when I see it. And it all starts with the coaching and the general manager. That's the only way you're gonna get better. And if those two guys are not on the same page, it's not gonna work. It's never gonna work. That was what I found weird was first of all the hire of Matt Patricia. They
1: hired him and then his he was a great defense of mine in the Eagles I'm not trying to just, you know, Shout out for my Eagles. They torched him in the Super Bowl. Torched them, And then they hired him because his defensive acumen. I get he was with Bill Belichick, but I never really thought he was the brains behind the defense. I thought he kind of took most of the credit from Belichick or he got some undeserving credit. No, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad defensive coordinator, but the truth is, I never thought he really deserved the head coaching job. And Bob Quinn, he was a bad general manager. They haven't really drafted that well in recent years. And like you said, they've absolutely blundered Matthew Stafford's career away. When Patricia got there is when he struggled because they want to just run the ball and be like New England. Well, that's not the strength of your team. I would say in the last ten years, Detroit's been the worst running team I can ever I have ever seen. And it's
0: not even close. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing to see how bad they are at running back every year. It's they draft they draft these guys in the second, third round, fourth, fifth. They pick up Adrian Peterson. They just can never get a good running back. It's it amazes me. And it's sad, dude. It's sad because I love Matthew Stafford. I'm a big fan of Matthew Stafford. He's one of he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL, and he's underappreciated because he does a lot of good things. He's a great quarterback and he sh- he's showed it at at times. It's just his team is so bad. His team, it all starts. like I was saying earlier, it all starts with the general manager. They just don't know how to surround him. Like, they got lucky. They got lucky with Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay wasn't even a high draft pick. He wasn't a high free agent. They got blessed with Kenny Galladay. It's not like he, they signed him like Marvin Jones. And Kenny Galladay is their best receiver since Calvin Johnson.
1: And it's it like honestly what? goes back to Calvin Johnson, them not knowing how to build the team. Back then, it was just Calvin and Matthew Stafford. They've never built the team the right way. I honestly thought they made a mistake firing Jim Caldwell. I thought he got railroaded out of there. They were a solid team. I thought they overperformed every year they did good because they're not a good roster. They haven't been a good roster in how long?
0: Uh,
1: 30 years? I would never have said Calvin's teams were that good a roster. They had the, like a good D-line here and there. An they had a good player Besides Stafford. On their team right now?
0: In the last three years.
1: Darius Slay? Maybe I would.
0: I I love Darius Slay, but I'm not even convinced he's like elite. I think he's really good. Nobody. They haven't had anybody. They haven't drafted well, like you said, and they've had high draft picks. They waste them on guys like Eric Ebron.
1: Uh, Man, I loved me some Eric Ebron boy back in the day. But yeah, he was a he's a bad
0: draft pick. And that's fine. And that's fine. Uh, You can. I'm. It's not even the fact that they drafted Eric Ebron. It's the fact that they drafted a tight end. Why a tight end? You're going to draft the tight end and I believe he went top 10. I think he was 10, 10 to me. If you, if you draft the tight end at 10, he has to be the best tight end in the last 15, 20 years. And if he was that good, he would have went probably earlier, but he wasn't. He's a good NFL he player. Had, that's it.
1: He had questions coming out about his hands and those, and those, <laughs> those questions were like, I would say they were right. He's never had great hands.
0: He's always struggled with drops. And just to, uh, I love TJ Hawkinson, but that's an, that's another pick on another tight end. And it's not like their offense has ever been
1: so pred, like predicated on the, like, like tight end, like it's George Kittle or something, you know? And it, it's kinda of funny to think about all the best tight ends of the last ten years. How many of those guys have been first round picks? Gronk, second round pick. Kelsey, I think it was a fourth or fifth. Waller, he seventh round late. pick. And what was Kittle? Six? six?
0: six? Fifth, sixth, yeah.
1: So, Mark Andrews I mean
0: Mark Andrews didn't go that high.
1: No, he's a third round pick. And you know what? Like OJ Howard, I loved him coming out. And I was saying, this guy's an amazing prospect. I would almost, I honestly said, I would take him pretty high in the draft, but clearly we were
0: wrong about him. Yeah. And the history is not good. That's where analytics come in. That's where, that's where your GM comes in. I'm not a big fan of analytics, but sometimes they make sense like that. How about we look on how many tight ends have hit in the first round? You know, let's, let's try to do our job to the best capable
1: possible way. And honestly, think back about the last 10 drafts or so how many Titans
0: have really hit I can't think yeah. of any that comes to mind and if they did hit they hit very very moderately like like you said with OJ Howard
1: I just looked it up 2010 Jermaine Gresham's taken first round pick 21 Gronk's picked like 20 picks later
0: yeah let's let's just try to look at the first first round picks because our main point is you can you can find a tight end after the first round. Don't spend your draft pick on a tight end. So Jermaine so, Gresham, he's not he's not great. Longevity, yeah, he's been he's been good, but he's not anywhere near a first round talent.
1: Yeah, you don't pick a guy top 10 or in the first round to be a serviceable starter. You want them to make an impact. And Jermaine Gresham was a good player, but first round pick, I don't know if he's worth it. Exactly. Who else you got in there? 2011, I didn't see any tight ends picked in the first round, but second round, Kyle Rudolph came off the board. And again, impact that's...
0: player at a time. At one point, Kyle Rudolph was an impact player.
1: And it wasn't like he was an early second round pick, late second round pick. That's a win in my book. Mm-hmm. In 2012, there were no tight ends taken in the first round, but the first one off the board was Kobe Fleener at pick 34.
0: Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the league in what, four years? No, I think he got a second contract. He got a second contract, but not an impact player.
1: It was a bad contract. And they picked the Colts picked Dwayne Brown Allen a couple picks after him. And I'd say Dwayne Allen was better than him.
0: Yeah, definitely. Arguably. Yeah, arguably way better.
1: In twenty thirteen there was a twenty first pick, Tyler Eifert taken. And that guy I felt could have been special. He had some really bad injury luck, but again, it doesn't look good picking a tight end pretty high
0: i'm pretty sure that all the good gms out there look at that and we're two average joes and we're looking at hey let's see let's see how many tight ends have worked out in the last 10 years in the first round and a logical person is gonna say hey they don't really turn out that good it looks like you can get a lot of these guys in the second round and 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 under they don't seem to get that why don't you get a defensive player that can impact that that can impact your defense. Your defense has been sorry since I can remember.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, we're just two average shows. We hadn't even really thought about this. We just said, and we're, we looked it up really quick and that's what we came up with. Those guys are misses and we not it's not because we hate the guys. I love Derek, you Juan loves some of those guys, but that's just a matter of facts.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's sad, dude. It's sad because like I said, I, I feel for Matthew Stafford. He's a great quarterback and it it needs to be it needs to be known more. He needs to be on a good team. He needs to be on a good team. They need to get it together. They need to hire a GM the, uh, a great GM that knows what he's doing. That's a more modernized, new minded kind of guy. And they need to hire a coach that's quarterback friendly. And that brings me to the question of who 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 do you think they should hire?
1: Um, I feel like the top guy is going to be Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. I don't know if teams are going to be able to get him away from Kansas City. If I were him, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to the Lions. I wouldn't go to like a team that was a bad situation, right? I'm trying to think who else is out there who would be a good
0: coach. I mean, the first name that came to mind was Leaking Riley if they want to go that route.
1: I I just don't think he's going to leave unless it's for Dallas cuz I'd rather coach at Oklahoma than Detroit Lions right now, you know? Yeah.
0: Uh, And it comes down to how much he likes Matthew Stafford. I mean, it's it's, it's an enticing job. It's an enticing job with Matthew Stafford. People are going to want to go. Just that's going to be the main factor of going there. It's going to be, well, we're going to have Matthew Stafford. And how much do we believe in this guy? And I think a lot of GMs and coaches out there, they know that Matthew Stafford is good. So it's going to be somewhat of a wanted place. It's, it's a big job. Yeah, it's, it has a lot of cleanup to do. But Matthew Stafford is definitely a positive in there on why a guy will come there. You don't have to draft the quarterback. You got Matthew Stafford under contract.
1: Granted, he is a little on the older side. That's the only thing I could say is a negative about Matthew Stafford. But maybe you could say, hey, this isn't even my guy. Let's go out there and get somebody, you know?
0: And you can get something for Stafford if you, if you if a guy does want to come in and do that, but... I don't think you should. I think they should They should stick with Stafford, whoever does get that job.
1: Oh, absolutely. Teams would want him. I bet the Colts would take him over Phillip Rivers in a heartbeat. Yeah, no doubt. This is the last piece of bad news involving the Texans and the Lions. Will Fuller has been suspended six games, and so is Bradley Roby for tested positive for PEDs. What, yeah. what are your initial reactions? This, we hadn't even prepared to talk about this. We just saw it, it was breaking news right now.
0: A yeah, tough situation. Uh, I don't really on their part. They didn't really do their homework. They didn't. They didn't be do their due diligence and trying to find out what's really in the stuff that they're taking. Because that's all that it comes down to a trainer here, a trainer there. Hey, take this supplement. it will make you faster. it will make you stronger. I'll make you play longer. This and that. And guys need to do their jobs and know what the heck is in that stuff. And that's what happened. It ended up being something that the NFL banned. And
1: luckily, they're not a playoff team. I really like Will Fuller. It sucks he got suspended, and I hope what well, Juan said is right—that it was, you know, just a mistake. I took a substance I didn't know. I hope it's not done. no. Other it case was. Where- it, it was. He oh, he
0: posted. Yeah, he posted on Instagram that a big old long story about how. It was a trainer who told him, "Hey, this doesn't have anything in it that's banned uh, just trust me and he trusted him, and he 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 had to bite the bullet on that one because the trainer was wrong and he shouldn't have trusted him he should have should have did his own research and he should have known what was in there and wound up biting him. It
1: sucks Wolfffle is one of the best young receivers in football, one of the best deep threats and Bradley Roby he's a solid corner, but like you said it's, it's they're not a playoff team and Honestly, if I were Houston, I would try to make a push for the playoffs because they don't have a first or second round pick. And you have Deshaun Watson, so I would make a push. And we're probably going to come back to this in another time just about what to do with Houston. But they're in a really complicated situation of do we win, do we tank. We never I think to tank. But they're in a weird place due to Bill O'Brien's great, great, great management of their cap
0: and draft picks. That's sarcasm. I'll give you that because, yeah, because compared to what Bob Quinn did compared to Bill O'Brien is on a whole nother level. But he did do something that was great. And he drafted a guy named Deshaun Watson, who is freaking amazing. And I'm so glad that he's had this little stretch of games. In the last 6 games he's thrown 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, he's been on fire lately. He's they've had a tough schedule. They start I mean, come on. They started off playing Kansas City opening opening day. They had to play Baltimore. They played Pittsburgh. They beat Jacksonville. They had to play Tennessee, who they lost to. They played Green Bay, who they lost to. They beat the Jags. They lost against Cleveland, who's a playoff team. And then they've just mustered up two, two straight wins against New England and Detroit, who are teams that they should be able to beat. And and it comes back to Deshaun Watson proving that he's elite. He's super elite, man. And I want I want to get this off my chest because I know there's a lot of people who want to crown Kyler Murray and want to say, "Hey, Kyler Murray is the best young quarterback," and yeah, he's he's number one offense, all of that, rushing yards, fantasy, fantasy point getter, and all that. I get it. He's he's great, man. I love Kyler Murray, but it's way too early to put him better than Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is amazing, dude. He's a lot of people want to forget about Deshaun Watson and. Forget that he has a bad GM, he has a bad defense, and he doesn't really have that many great weapons around him. I mean, he has Will Fuller. That's about it. Kenny Steele's just got cut. Randall Cobb is a wash. They don't really have anyone. I don't their tight end is a no name. Their running back who's David Johnson, who's part of the worst, probably one of the worst trades in NFL history for DeAndre Hopkins, who's washed. His offensive line is terrible ever since he's got there. And the guy still winds up getting it done. He made the playoffs last year. He's shown what he can do. He's obviously really good, man. He's a top 10 quarterback in my book. And he's better than Kyler Murray right now. I don't care how bad his team is. I don't care if he doesn't make the playoffs and Kyler Murray does. He's better than Kyler Murray right now.
1: Honestly, I was going to talk, but one just kept going and going and going. I don't want to interrupt him. Um, everything you said was right. Well, I got some hot takes. One, Bill O'Brien did not do a good job drafting Deshaun Watson because, like, who wouldn't do that unless your name's Ryan Pace and you work for the Bears? Shout out I Mitchell mean, Trubisky. Kyle Shanahan uh, did pass on him. That's true. You know, but, I was making I was just to make a joke about the Bears,
0: up. but Kyle Shanahan passed up on Patrick Mahomes too. But that's besides the point. Go on.
1: I just wanted to throw some shade at my boy Ryan Pace and the Bears organization. And I love how every time Mitchell Trubisky's on the field, they have to mention that. Uh, My my second hot take is, uh, I think Bill O'Brien had an affair with the guy who schedules games in the NFL, because the NFL wanted to screw them the first what five
0: weeks with the Chiefs opening Baltimore. I think they play Baltimore, right? Yeah, they played like I said: Casey, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Minnesota. Those are all. <laughs> those are the first teams that they started off with.
1: Like you said, this team's success is so predicated on Deshaun Watson. It's not fair. He shouldn't be asked to do all that he does. And like you said, people forget about him because why? His team's not good. So how can he be so good of a quarterback if he's on a bad team, right? Yeah, and well, just if you year- put the goat. If you put the GOAT Tom Brady on this Houston Texans team, he's going to die.
0: Yeah, he can't move. He's going to be running for his life. He, he can't move. And that's, And we're just talking about just a year. I mean, last year, people were on Deshaun Watson all over the place. And people tend to forget about him within one year just because the guy started off 0-4. And they fired their GM. It, it doesn't matter. He's still a great quarterback. He's still top 10.
1: I'm with you 100%. I think Kyler was nipping on his heel, heels a little bit. But I think Kyler's not as perfect as we like to give him credit for.
0: Yeah, he's definitely showing it right now. He's having a little he's having a little wall, I, to be honest. His team's not as good too. Even though they're they're a sneaky good team. They beat they've had some good wins this year. His team is not good either. They don't really have that good of a defense but they're better than the Texans right now and they're in a way better situation with their draft um their draft capital.
1: Kyler's in a mini slump, emphasis on the mini cuz he's, you know, a munchkin.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. The teams are starting to figure him out. Teams are starting to to learn his tendencies and learn their offense. It's it's amazing, man, because I don't know I don't know where they are this week after this week but I know going into that Seattle game they were the number 1 rushing team and that's insane to me because Cliff Kingsbury when he first got there his run game the way the way that they run the ball I mean they're in shotgun every play so their run game is not I formation you know iso a man on a man hat on a hat type of run and just because of Kyler Murray and how special he is and how much he's running the ball they're number one in rushing. And Kenyon Drake is decent. Kenyon Drake has been getting it done for them, but I have I feel like teams have been have been figuring them out. And it comes back it comes back to people people have to pump the brakes on this guy. Kyler Murray's amazing. I still think he's going to be good, but let's just pump the brakes a little bit. He's still in his second year. There's still guys that are better than him, and that's Deshaun Watson.
1: Just to put this in layman's terms, their run game, if you guys have ever played Madden, go to the shotgun and call inside zone, that's half their run game, and the other half is outside (laughs) zone. Yeah, exactly. Minus the Kyler keepers. I'm just saying to the running back. That's their run game. It's very similar to the Eagles' run game. I, I hate it. It's terrible. Sometimes I really wish they would get under center and just. I feel every team could get under
0: center a little more. Honestly, yeah, it's Uh, like Baltimore brought it back last year. Uh, John Gruden's um, obviously always had it since since he's came back, but I feel like Baltimore really really started that last year with running the ball old school and hat on a hat eye formation up the gut, you know. Type of runs where smash mouth football. Yeah. Smash mouth football. And to be honest, a lot of defensive coordinators forgot how to play against it. Really. The only team that that was disciplined against the run was new England. And there was a lot of teams who were just, they're not built. They're not built to, to beat the run like that. All these, all these teams run with nickel packages. Half of the time, it's always a cornerback out there. So running the ball is a big advantage, but I'm credit to them. They've been running the ball this year really well, even even without Kyler Murray rushing the ball. That helps them to be number one. But they've been running the ball solid, surprisingly.
1: Yeah, I agree with that one. And, you know, just to kind of wrap up with the rest of the NFL, uh, the Chargers lost of the Bills. Uh, it was a close game. Herbert played pretty good. Josh Allen played good. He had his typical Josh Allen moment <laughs> where yeah. I'm going to fumble and go just dummy mode. Bills are good. They're I actually in, like they're how in they both. Driver's seat. I ahead. like Josh Allen. I think he's improved a lot. He's always been my boy since Wyoming. We'll and see in
0: the we'll see in the playoffs.
1: He played good last year in the playoffs, but whatever. <laughs> not gonna bring up old stuff. The Giants beat the Cincinnati Bengals, and sorry, Bengal fans, this year is gonna be bad. And I just hope it's not next year without Burrow. Daniel Jones got hurt. Um, he did
0: get hurt. I forgot about that.
1: I don't think that's a killer to the <laughs> to the Giants season because it's not like Daniel Jones is Peyton Manning in his prime or something, but it sucks. Daniel Jones is solid. I don't think he's a bust. I think he deserves another
0: year. Yeah. He needs to learn how to hang on to that ball. Kind of like Derek Carr today against the Atlanta Falcons.
1: All right. You can <laughs> cover that game.
0: What happened? Uh, I have no idea, man. I was shocked. I was shocked. It's, I don't know what happened. It's, we couldn't get the run game going, and Atlanta came out and punched us in the mouth and didn't stop. We got beat up like Nate Robinson, bro. <laughs> straight up, we got knocked, oh God. we got knocked the hell out on the on the floor like Nate Robinson. Atlanta Falcons were Jake Paul, and the Raiders were Nate Robinson, and we got beat the hell up, <laughs> straight up. And if they lose against the Jets, it's <sighs> well, don't, don't tease know. things
1: we're, we're going to talk about later. But <laughs> um, I will say it seemed like last week kind of had a hangover effect on you guys. That's all I'm going to say. You covered it enough. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers beat the Vikings. And really quick, let me preference this really quick. We don't watch every game from start to finish. I wish we could. I wish we had that time. But we always have red zone on. I have two games on my laptop, a g- red zone on the TV. So I'm constantly watching games, and one's the same exact way. Um, this Panthers and Vikings games was insane.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. It was a really good game.
1: Panthers choked. I'm sorry to say, they should have won the game. I thought when Chad Beebe muffed the punt, it was over. Yeah, but somehow, the Vikings came back. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook did the thing, did their thing, and. Dalvin Cook's so good. I know he didn't have a huge stat line. The he only had sixty yards, but he's a hell of a player, man.
0: Completely agree. Second best running back to Derrick Henry, who beat the hell out of the Colts this week. Also,
1: oh my gosh, he had a hundred fourteen rushing yards in the first
0: half with three touchdowns.
1: Hey Colts, I don't know if you knew this. Stop him first. I was shocked. I think the Colts have a really good defense and I would say if these teams played again, I would still have a tough time picking the Titans. It wouldn't be a easy decision for me.
0: No, a big, a big part of that was because DeForest Buckner didn't play. Um, that's a big part of their, their defense. Nonetheless, they got demolished by Derrick Henry. And I agree with what you said. You, I don't care. I'm letting anyone beat me, but that guy, I'm not letting that guy go. Even in the fourth quarter, I don't care if they're down by 14, 10 points. I'm not giving that dude anything. I'm making sure I stop Derrick Henry. I'm doing a Bill Belichick, and I'm going to say, hey, someone else beat me because it's not going to be Derrick Henry cause that because that dude is ridiculous.
1: Honestly, I know DeForest Buckner didn't play, but I didn't think it was gonna be catastrophic. It just kind of proved how much he means to that team. I still thought they had a good defense. they coach very well. I still think the Colts are a good football team. But this was a tough look for the Colts. And there's no easy way to say it. Yeah. Uh, moving
0: and it, on. And it goes something. Yeah. And it drops them it drops them in the wild card. Same thing with the Raiders and the Browns, man. Uh can we give some the Browns some love? I mm, will give them a little love. I they love their ugly, backfield. They went ugly, and they got a they got a cupcake schedule, man. They still got a they still got the two New York teams on their schedule, who they're most likely gonna beat. Uh, it'd
1: be poetic if the Jets are 0 and whatever, and they lose to the Browns. It would just be so poetic. <laughs> I think Cleveland's backfield is insane. Just keep giving the ball to Nick
0: Chubb and yeah. Kareem Hunt. Baker Mayfield is is struggling, and it's he gets managed. Yeah. Oh yeah. He gets Definitely. managed. He says don't he lose almost us messes the game. up the game for them every game. Really quick, how many commercials does this guy get? Way too many. Way too many for the for the <laughs> for the. Well, I plays. don't see
1: Patrick Mahomes on TV this much.
0: Yeah, it's he has he has the. The attitude and charisma for commercials, he doesn't play like it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> he doesn't play like it. I mean, He's I'm not trying manager. to. Hey, get your money. Yeah, but come on, my guy. Yeah, way too many, way too many. I mean, they're good though. They look like they're in the driver's seat, man. They look like they're gonna make it. I th- I think they're gonna make it. Their schedule, their schedule is is very favor- favoring for them. They're they're gonna wind up making it. I don't see them making any noise, though. I, I just, the way that they win, they win ugly. Hey, they win, but they win ugly. I'll give it to them. They, they're doing something right. They're taking advantage of, of their schedule, and they haven't really played anyone. All credit to them, because you still got to play those games, even though they're winnable games. And it showed today, like like the Raiders, they're supposed to beat the Falcons. They don't happen. Stuff happens. You wind up getting blown out. And the Browns have been taking care of business. I got to give credit to the coaching. They've done a good job.
1: They didn't even have Miles Garrett this game. And he's a monster. So he's going to help them. Moving on, they got a big game next week. We're going to talk about it later in the week. And we kind of teased this earlier about Kyler Murray, but they lost to the Patriots. They should have won that game. There was some bad refing down the stretch, but... Bill Belichick coached the hell of a game. Cam Newton threw for, I think, 110 yards or whatever it was, and they won. I don't know how happy New England fans are with Cam, but
0: what were your thoughts? Uh, Again, pump the brakes on Kyler Murray, and I completely agree with what you said. Bill Belichick still shows why he's still a great coach with or without Tom Brady, and they're a running team. Just like the the Browns, they're going to win ugly. And they're going to concentrate on their defense, getting stops and getting some turnovers. And that's how they win. They get it done and they have a shot. They're they're right in the mix with with the with with the AFC uh, playoff picture looking like it is how the Colts and the Raiders losing the Patriots. It's not it's not far Far-fetched for them making the playoffs, though, especially if they bring in that 8th seed.
1: Oh, and real quick, I was wrong. Cam Newton didn't throw for 100 yards. He threw for 84 yards, and they won the game.
0: Yeah.
1: And like you were saying, I they're not dead. They're not dead at all, and I'd be scared to play them if they sneak into the playoffs. Moving on to another game in the division, the Jets versus the Dolphins. Shocker, the Jets lose again. Two of them play because he had a hurt thumb. It was cool to see Fitz magic. Dolphins are sneaky good, too. And the Jets are the Jets. They're going to get the first pick and mess it up. They're going to take, I don't know, an edge rusher or something down. But, I mean, there's not really much to say about this game. You got anything?
0: No. Nah. I want to see um, the Dolphins play against somebody really good. I'm Looking forward to that Raiders and Dolphins game later on down in the year. It's going to be a big game. But the Jets, let's see if they get a win. See if they can get a win. Because, like you said, they're close, but no cigar. Yeah, I like the Dolphins
1: a lot, honestly. And you've been on them for two years saying they're not as bad as people think. And they've proved it this year. And Brian Flores is a hell of a coach. There's really yeah. not much more to say. Yeah, the real
0: guy who <laughs> the Lions the Lions picked the wrong guy, Brian Flores. That's the guy who was around the defense a little bit more than Matt Patricia. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs>
1: um, next, we're just going to 49ers-Rams. Niners, keep their season alive. I can't believe it. There's a Niner fan, me and one, both know, who low-key called this one. I don't want to give him too much credit because it go to his head. But <laughs> the Rams choked. Jared Goff played bad. Um, As he has been had... all year. No, but he plays for L.A., man. He's a great quarterback. Look at all those yards he throws to when Cooper <laughs> Cup runs for 80 yards. And he... I was talking to my dad. He's like, "Man, Goff's good." I'm like, "No, nah, he's not really that good." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, look, Jimmy Garoppolo did this in a game earlier. And I'm not just saying that to shame Jimmy G. He threw for negative eighty air yards, so he's throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, and the receivers get the rack. It doesn't make you a good quarterback, and that's what Goff's been benefiting from since he took over with Sean McVay. Yeah, he's
0: the Rams. It's just, it's just Jared Goff. They're great. They're great. Their defense is great. They're, I like their receivers. I like I like Cup. I like Woods. I like their running backs. Their offensive line is is decent. It's good enough. And Sean McVay, I, I like Sean McVay. He's a great, innovative coach. He knows what he's doing, and he makes golf look really good at times. But golf is the problem, and it's it showed today against the 49ers.
1: When they can't run the ball, the Rams aren't as good a team. And they had to rely on Goff, and he crapped the bed. There's no other way to put it. He didn't play good the whole game. The Niners kept their season alive, and the Rams really could have taken a strong like hold of this division, and they kind of choked it away. Now it's anyone's division still. Yeah. See, I was in the driver's seat, but
0: it's not close to being over. And the Niners got a lot of their guys back. Deep. I mean, we we can't we can't talk about the game and not mention Debo Samuel. He he was amazing.
1: Oh, he's he's a monster with the ball in his hands, man. Yeah. He's a, he's a good receiver. Another receiver. Oh, God. It makes me sick to watch all the Eagles Jeez. not take receivers. It was a close game until the end. Niners kicked the game-winning field goal. Unlike the Sunday night primetime game with Mitchell Trubisky, risk it for the biscuit, as one used to say when he was a prospect. <laughs> the, the the Trubisky man. I, I I had I had some stock left in Mitchell Trubisky before the game. Uh, I can't sell that stock anymore. He's terrible. It's not just him though. Matt Nagy's terrible. The Bears' offense is just horrible, man. I, it's so bad. And Aaron Rodgers was pinpoint accurate. It was put on a clinic. It wasn't even. I thought Jordan Love should have played a little more than he did. Honestly, I was like, Come <laughs> on, I want
0: to see some Jordan Love. No, the the Chicago Bears was that five straight now. They dropped five straight. Nick, Foles what were they? Where did they the start answer? off? Five and up. Five and zero. Five and me and me and you
1: were like this is the worst team. They're yeah, <laughs> not good at all. By
0: far, they were the worst 5 and 0 team out there. They were big phonies. Definition of big phonies cuz they're they're not that good. Their defense is, is not elite. They're good. They still have Khalil Mack. They have Eddie Jackson. They got they got guys on their defense, but their offense is it's terrible. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Nick Foles is not the answer. uh, Trubisky's not the answer. They can't find a running back. Allen Robinson can't catch everything. They're they're a big old mess. They're a big mess.
1: You know, they could learn a lesson about not taking tight ends or having a team full of tight ends. But um, honestly, the one thing I'll say is all the hate Mitchell Trubisky gets, Nick Foles did not get near the amount of hate he got. Yeah, I, I do feel bad for Trubisky a little bit because he's been blamed for this team for so long. And it's not him. It's really not him completely. He's part of the problem, but this team has many problems. And its I just feel bad for him a little bit.
0: I don't. I really don't. He's not that good. He got overdrafted. They shouldn't have picked him. Yeah, I agree. Matt, Matt Nagy is confusing me at times. I really do think he's a good play caller. He knows what he's doing. It's just I don't think he has the pieces of what he wants to do fit. He doesn't have the pieces to do what he wants to do. And none of them fit. And it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of things that are hard to watch, my my Philadelphia Eagles just put on an offensive clinic against the Seahawks. We got seventeen points. Seven of them coming in garbage. I'm sorry, eight of them coming in garbage time when the game was over. And <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw, you saw the play. But, um, Travis Fulgham in zone. We're de- it's like 30 seconds left to throw a hell Mary. He tips it to Richard Rodgers. And that was 80 of Carson Wentz passing yards in that one drive. It was so bad. Yeah, we're terrible. Tough, tough look for all my betters out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Six and a half. Some guy lost like 500 grand. Yeah. Uh, It was tough to watch the,
0: Oh man, I feel sorry for you, man. It's, it's tough to watch. It's, it's just confusing. It's confusing to see Carson Wentz play like this. A lot of it is his mechanics are wrong, but what is this? His fifth year. It's just, it's just odd that it's, it's looking this bad. It's It's a combination of him it's a combination of Doug Peterson's play calling, your guys's defense is not that good. Um, the combination I actually with our injuries, defense,
1: I thought our defense played great tonight. It wasn't that. It wasn't on them. It, I mean, we do two stupid things on defense a game. Like stop leaving Darius Slay on an island with DK Metcalf. Man. Stephon Gilmore couldn't stop him. Jim You're Schwartz,
0: not... my guy.
1: And we're just undisciplined. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I don't want to spend extra time on the Eagles because they're my team, but. Just to say, build off what you were saying, it's a combination of Carson Wentz is under constant pressure, and Seattle can't even rush the passer like that. And it's like guys are missing their assignments. We're like people don't know the play. It's and there's no playmakers on the outside. You've experienced a team with no explosiveness. It's tough. It is tough to be a quarterback for a team that has no one explosive on it.
0: No, you know what's tougher for a quarterback. How about no, tell me how about being on the practice squad and being <laughs> called up last minute you haven't even met the GM or even that the quarterback coach and you get called up and you got to play an NFL game against the New Orleans Saints what do you think about that?
1: Well, first we're going to talk about the game, and it's going to lead into the NFL's COVID stuff, and it's a joke. Well, first of all, the game was a joke. It shouldn't have been played. The NFL literally taught them a lesson. It was like, you know what? Your quarterbacks did something wrong, which I agree. They should have wore the mask, social distance, but the Titans had similar behavior earlier in the year, and they just didn't get you know, the punishment. But honestly, the game was tough to watch. <laughs> it was horrible on Broncos offense. Man. Taysom Hill wasn't that good. One for eight. It was just a crap game. One for eight. One pass completed, bro.
0: One pass. I don't blame. I don't blame that guy. I don't blame that guy at all. No, not at all. It's just tough to watch, man. I mean, shout out to Tim Tebow. That's like some Tim Tebow stuff, man. Tim Tebow... Should have
1: a job right now. So should Kaepernick. Oh, they yeah. should be. They should be some team's emergency quarterback. Man, man. Tim Tebow is probably rolling in his grave. That was watching crazy. these Denver Broncos.
0: That was crazy, man. I can't believe they played him at quarterback. They were over here trying to play. Um,
1: Oh, the, the Off, coach, the quality yeah, of coach. They tried yeah, to sign but,
0: him, and the NFL was like, nah, sorry, buddy. Yeah, dude, that's, it's just insane. It's crazy. I mean, the game, they got blown out. I mean, obviously, they had a wide receiver at quarterback. What do you think is going to happen? The, the guy completed one pass. He completed more interceptions than completions. I mean, yeah, he threw to the other team more. It's it, it was Just hard. to put it in perspective, <laughs>
1: for those of you who've played Madden, again, we're going back to Madden. Imagine you turn the throwing power to the quarterback to like sixty. That's what it looked like. You could put no mustard on the ball. <laughs> it was, it was so much. bad. Was yeah, I felt so much. bad for the Broncos. I know you probably didn't because you hate them, but it was like wow. Yeah. But let, was... let's go into the COVID protocols. Like let's just talk about. It. Let's have a discussion. I think we both agree it's a, it's an absolute joke.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, it is a joke. I just feel like the NFL just keeps it pushing. I it's it's amazing how Wait. There's... Are you saying the NFL
1: don't care about the players? Oh I know. Shocking news, right? Boop 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 boop
0: like shocking news there. Yeah put in they... the laser sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's they don't care. They don't. And it's it's a superstar. Uh it's a team driven league because it's messed up that the Ravens got their game pushed back what? 3 times already. And the Broncos Oh yeah, and
1: it's a marquee day too. It's yeah. Thanksgiving?
0: Exactly. And they got their game pushed back as we speak right now. It got pushed back today again to Wednesday. It's it's a big old mess. It's it's really it's just really odd, man. They're it's obvious they're trying to avoid that that eighth um playoff team because they did say the next time where a team has to take a bye week, we're going to add an uh, no, 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 excuse me. They even said if it comes down to a team not being able to play a game because of COVID and the team already had their bye week, they're going to add another playoff team and they're trying to avoid that. Which I don't know why I don't know why not not even the eighth playoff team. It's just more of why not why? What's the big deal about the the Super Bowl being in March, or or later on in February? What's what's the big deal?
1: Oh, exactly. Please? It's not like we have fans coming. Oh, we have to push back all these reservations. There's not gonna be fans. So what's the difference? Have two more weeks. Add another week to the season. Add two buys for the guys. They'll be fine. They'd love it. Why yeah. Why the urge to keep pushing these guys and endanger people?
0: Oh, yeah, because they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, they're a big businessman. <laughs> they're just going to keep it pushing. That's what they're doing. They're just keeping it pushing. They're going to do whatever it takes to finish this season.
1: It's really stupid to watch, honestly. It's really dumb. It's dumb. I feel bad for the Broncos. And it kind of pisses me off about the Titans. They were worse than these guys. But since they did it early in the year, it was a no big deal.
0: Oh, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, they they got lucky that it was in the beginning of the year.
1: Honestly, that's that's really all I have to say. If there's something you'd like to add, go for it. I just think it's a joke. The NFL proves itself to not care about its players. And they had they've had times where they could rewrite the narrative about that. But they don't care. They're just like, yeah, that's
0: who we are. Yeah, they don't care. It's it's just like it's just like them scheduling a Thursday night game and saying, No, you're gonna play, man. I don't care if your body has been through a a simulation of a car crash, you're gonna have to play in three days. You know, it's it's crazy.
1: So you're you're not a fan of Thursday night football?
0: Not for the players. As a, as a fan, I love it. I love that we have games on Wednesday and Thursday and Monday. I love it. But looking at it from the player's perspective, hell no, man. He's, like I said, it's a simulation of getting in a car crash, dude. It's nowhere near enough time to to recover your body.
1: Oh, I agree. I think Richard Sherman had a big gripe with him. That's when he tore his Achilles was on a Thursday night game, if memory serves me right. Yeah, I wish correct. they could find a way to have the Thursday night game, because I love it. I love it as a fan. They should have the Thursday night game for teams coming off a bye, and then they play on Sunday. So they get two extra days after the Thursday night game. That'd be the only way they should do it, because it yeah. sucks to play Sunday then Thursday.
0: Yeah and Especially it's not like the them.
1: Thursday night games are ever good. They're usually crappy.
0: They've been pretty good the last 2 years, but that's because CBS are not CBS. Fox has bought it and I uh, I'm pretty sure they have a new deal with Amazon Prime and all the games are on Amazon Prime. So they've been making an uh an effort to make sure that the the games are good on Thursday. And like we said earlier, it seems like they give all the crappy games to ESPN on Monday Night Football. Because Monday Night Football is not the same. The Monday Night Football games are terrible. The best one they've had
1: recently was what? Um,
0: Tampa Bay Rams? That wasn't that great a game. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, come on. they When you got the the Jets and the Patriots playing. It's kinda like, man, what a Stop. game. Stop <laughs> making
1: that. Stop. I don't want to see the Eagles play the Giants on Monday night. I don't want to see the Jaguars take on the Texans. And they always have like I don't know. They'll take uh they'll take like the um Bengals and they'll play the Jets or the Giants. It's like woof, jeez. Like,
0: come on, man. Well, all right, Max. You want to call this uh, podcast?
1: I want to call it a successful podcast. Yeah, definitely. It was a good one. We had some good topics, some good conversations, some great jokes.
0: Yeah the the Nate Robinson, my guy. I that was a tough. I mean, after out, man, yeah. I mean, after this podcast,
1: I'm going to be reenacting that in my bed. So uh, <laughs> I'm ready.
0: <laughs> definitely but i want to thank you guys for joining us again we appreciate all the love and support that anyone gives us um me and max love doing this and we're so happy to be doing it and we try our best every week to give you guys the best content and with that said you guys can follow us on spotify with um you guys can follow us on spotify at max and juan cast follow us on twitter at max underscore juan cast and give us a rating on apple Podcasts at max and juan cast go ahead and give us a rating comment down below follow us on youtube at max and juan cast we're everywhere man we're just trying to make content we're just trying to do what we love to do and that's talk sports
1: and can I say this? Hit that like button and smash. Just absolutely obliterate the subscribe button on YouTube. Yes. Because all please these YouTubers re-enact love Jake to say. Paul. reenact Jake Paul on
0: the like button.
1: I actually <laughs> heard those were the last three words he said. He said, like, comment, subscribe.
0: <laughs> I seen that one.
1: <laughs> That's so bad. I love the the internet will forever be undefeated. All right then. Any last words, Max? No, nah, I just thank you guys man thank you one it's it's fun and it's gonna continue to be fun i hope
0: definitely man I do enjoy it all right, y'all,
1: peace.